Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Father God, you reign, you reign, you reign, Lord God, and and Lord, you reign with love. Father God, you reign with love, and I just, I'm overwhelmed by your goodness, I'm overwhelmed by your love for all people everywhere. God, you reign. We worship you tonight in spirit and in truth. We're humbled by your awesomeness. We're humbled by your grace. Father God, you're incredible. You're incredible. Your heart beats for every single one of us. You ferociously love every individual that has ever been and ever will be. Thank you so much, God. You're awesome. Thank you, Father God, that you're stirring us to share this great love, this great news, this gospel to everyone we come into contact with. And Father God, I thank you that it's, that it's through this love that we speak of, Lord, as we hang around you and as we spend time with you and as you saturate us with your love, Father God, we will take that love and love others. Lord God, the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle, all of life is is completed when we love you and love others. And Father God, I thank you that you're calling us to love others with your love and your strength, with your love and your strength. Father God, that in you all things are possible. Lord God, and we will see, we will see, Father God, a great many lives transformed a great many lives come into a relationship with you to live their best life, Lord God, a life, a life to the full life. Father God, I thank you that this church will see just such an explosion, Lord God, of, of life, Father God, life. You're incredible, Father God. Thank you, Lord God, for life. You blow us away, you blow us away. Like Candice was saying, it hasn't even entered into our minds. Hasn't even entered into our minds what God has in store for us. But in this age, we're gonna do our best to see as many, as many lives, as many lives know the love of God. And then we'll see what happens in the age to come. You may be seated, church. Well, tonight's message is called Velton Shilton and the Good News. I'll look to the person next to you and say, Velton Shilton. Is there anyone that speaks fluent German here tonight? No? Good, because you can't mock my pronunciation because I'm pretty sure that's not how you say it. It would sound much angrier, I hear. 
Um, no, Weltanschauung is another word for worldview because our topic that we've been on this month has been see the world, eyes wide open. And wh what, we, what I think about when I, I look at this and, and think about what we've done this month is it's about a worldview. How we see the world is our worldview. Um, and worldview, in case you've never heard of that, word before, I'll give you a quick little um, definition. Worldview is the overall perspective from which one sees and interprets the world, a collection of beliefs about life and the universe held by an individual or a group. Now, as Christians, uh, our worldview is greatly shaped by our perspective of God and by, uh, by how we think He sees the world. That's, that fashions our worldview so strongly. What we think of, about God and what we think about how he views the world. And when we get a, a revelation of that, that's when we actually uh, see properly. It's when we see clearly. It's when our eyes are wide open. Um, so for centuries now, the church, we've, we've had this funny little tension going on uh, and the world today has a view of God because of this tension. The church has been trying for centuries to, to reconcile this, this tension between God is love and God is judge. <clears throat> and um, through the centuries, we've seen uh, the church really grab a hold of God is, is judge. And um, a lot of atrocities have happened. Not very good things have happened, I, I will admit. And um, even... Even in the past, even some time ago, uh, evangelists, their, their greatest tool, that, like one minute they'll be saying, God loves you, and then the next they're saying, um, turn or burn, uh, God hates, God is angry. Uh, that was a tool that ancient evangelists used to use hundreds of years ago to get people to come to Christ because everyone was like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. God's, God's angry, he's, he's here to get me. I better repent and, and become a Christian. And we've seen a lot of damage happen over the years, and there's this sort of view now of God, and you, and you hear people, we've heard it through the, through the month that we've just been in, that um, we've had friends, oh, come to church, oh, no, like if I came, the, the roof would fall in. Um, and my parents' church's roof actually did fall in. Um, anyway. Um, it's getting rebuilt now. Uh, I better get to my notes. Um, so yeah, there's this, this crazy tension that we've been trying to work out for centuries. And, and let's just be clear tonight. Let's, consoli let's consolidate our view, our perspective of God and how he sees the world. Um, even today, you'll see, and let me just explain why I want to just consolidate what we've done this month. Uh, quickly, because what I want to do tonight and what the whole leadership team are so pumped and vibing for is to have a, a moment, a holy, sacred moment where we allow everyone that wants to come out to the altar and just submit to the Great Commission and, and be witnesses of the good news. Because we believe that tonight there is a, there's a moment, there's a sacred moment put aside in time 
for our church to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to go out in power and witness the good news in great, great new ways, in power, and, and, and it's just going to be incredible. So I want to quickly get through this tonight so we can have as much time just getting filled with God to go out and make a difference in our world. So even today, a lot of media coverage you see of churches um, with their pickets and their signs, God hates certain people groups and God, you know, it's terrible, isn't it? Does something not sit right when you hear that? There's this thing, and, and then you say, no, nah, but God is love, and then you see other people go, oh, well, God is love, but you know he's a judge too. Um, this is true. This is true. God is a judge, but um, read the Bible and study it, and you'll see that um, it's not as dark as what some people would make it look. Um, so is God first and foremost a judge, or is he first and foremost love? These are questions that I ask. I asked myself this some time ago, like, is God a judge or is he love? He is both, but what defines him? What is he first and foremost? Um, the Bible tells us in so many ways and so many different times, it's just phenomenal. Like, I don't know how he mucked it up those, those years ago, but... Um, it clearly says so many times in so many different ways that God is slow to judge and he's quick to forgive and he's abounding in everlasting love. So even if you get him to the point of judging, he's just waiting for a quick little, oh, sorry, Lord. Bam, he's forgiven you. It's taken him so long to want to just judge your booty He's like, oh, I'm going to give him time, give him time, give him time. Okay, far out. Here we go. You're probably going to, oh, you said sorry. Great. It's all, it's done. Great. Because why? Because he's abounding in everlasting love. He's slow. He's slow to judge. Even before Christ at the culmination of the ages, <laughs> before then, he, he spent generations waiting He's holding back his judgment. He didn't want to do it. Why? Because he's abounding in everlasting love. Whoa. Not about that, just the iPad. It's wigged out on me, and I found myself at the bottom of my notes. Um, so let me catch up to where I was. Flip, 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 flip. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we find when we diligently study the scriptures. That is what we find. Um, still can't see where I was. Are you kidding me? Did I delete that? <laughs> Stay with me, church. Stay with me. Pray for me, actually. Pray. Oh. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, there it is. Yes, yes, I was sweating for a moment there. The Bible, the Bible, when, we, when we're thinking about loving and, and judging, the Bible says so explicitly over 200 times to love 
others, to love others. And he calls us to be like himself, and that's what he's most enormous, that's his biggest emphasis on life. Study the scriptures, study them. I challenge you to study them. His biggest emphasis, when there's a, the God of the universe is calling us to be more like him, his greatest emphasis was to love others. Um, I still don't know if there's a command to bring judgment to others. It's actually scary. Imagine, in Ra's perspective, imagine someone saying to your daughter, man, your dad is going to just bring the rain on you tonight because you're naughty. Imagine that. And you were like, but I'm not going to bring the rain tonight. She wasn't naughty. You know what I mean? And the scriptures actually are very clear on, guys, leave the judgment to me. Leave it to me. He doesn't say, everything can be filled in this. Judge, bring judgment to God and bring judgment to others just as you bring judgment to yourself. (laughs) Doesn't say it. Doesn't say it. God is love. God is love. God is love. And I believe that God is calling us, the church today, to rewrite this, this thing no longer, I want my children to grow up thinking, oh, if I go to church, the roof's going to cave in. I don't want Armani to grow up thinking, oh, if I blow it, the roof's going to cave in. We're going we're gonna to eradicate that. We're going to eradicate that. People are going to go, oh, God loves me. He's slow to anger. He's quick to forgive, and he's abounding in everlasting love. That's what we want people to think of God, even when they stuff up. Because why? It's the truth. And so, like Pastor Phil said this morning, and by the way, if you missed uh, Pastor Phil's message this morning, please podcast it because it was great. It was great. I'm not joking. It was a great message. Pastor Phil did a great message. And it was like quite, um, I think it was an important part of this, this month. Don't miss it, you know, don't miss it. Um, but like Pastor Phil was saying in, uh, this morning, It is imperative that we as Christians, our perception of God is that God is love. And if if you're here tonight going, yeah, but he's a judge too, come and have a theological debate with me afterwards about what drives God. I guarantee I'll smash you in a theological argument. I guarantee I back myself. Those guys in New Zealand must have backed themselves too, mate. I would not be chasing you down. Um, So that's how we should see God, that he is love. Now how how do we think that God sees the world? Man, we're smashing through this. We're going to have ample time to have a great... When when I'm ready, uh, could we have the band up and sing that um, song? Not the one that you just did, but the one before. Save the world, yeah. That's what God wants to do. It's funny that you mention it, because if you've got your Bible, turn to John 3.16. That's my favorite verse. I use it pretty much every message. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Colossians 1.15 to 20 
says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Now, I've done a study on several scriptures, and do you want to know what the Greek is for all? It's all. It's all. It's not a portion of the holy people. It actually literally translates. There's no other word to translate. It's just all. That's something to think about. That's a little bit of maybe how God views the world. He wants to reconcile all. Matthew 19.28 tells us that God will renew all things. Acts 3.21 tells us how God desires to restore all things. Hebrews 9.26 tells us how Christ appeared once for all at the culmination of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. I love that. I love that, but he has appeared once for all at the culmination of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Revelations 21.5, he who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. It's actually got an explanation, exclamation. I am making everything new. I want to use that voice more often as I grow older. Hopefully I get some white there and white here. It would be awesome. It's just a dream of mine. Don't judge me. Therefore, how does God see the world? Are we getting a glimpse here? There's a, there's, a, there's a heartbeat here, there's a, there's a pulse, there's an underlying rhythm in the scriptures that so beautifully tell us of God's great love for all people, for all people everywhere, all people everywhere. It's the change of tide. Listen, guys. I want, to, I want us to just pay attention to this. He loves it so much, it being the world. He loves us so much that through the resurrection of Jesus, a whole new world filled with life is bursting forth right here in the midst of this one, and everybody everywhere can be a part of it. He's come to, make, to restore all things. He wants, his heart is for everyone. His love has been beating and pulsing throughout the history of the earth. Just, just loving, loving, loving. And this is what we're going to catch tonight. See, 
our job and our, our uh, sort of our mission of this month was to see our church stoked, getting pumped to go and fulfill the Great Commission. The Great Commission, which is you don't have to be like some, maybe some people have this concept, oh, I have to be an evangelist to share the gospel. But the, the Bible calls everyone, every single person to be witnesses of the good news. Now, so you don't have to use eloquent words. You don't have to do anything special. The one requirement is that you be filled with the Holy Spirit and then just go and tell the good news. Just go and tell the good news. Is this exciting? Is everyone getting psyched for next month? We're going to see lives encounter the living God and enter into a relationship with Him. That is what we're here to do, guys. I'm so psyched. We can be so psyched. Thank you, Lord. This is the good news. This is the good news that God is love and that He loves all, everyone. It's the good news. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to do the most incredible thing. Scholars are still spending their, their life, they're spending their life just going, look at what Jesus has done for us. The weight and the glory is, is just, it's coming out of the scriptures. And, and scholars are going, my gosh, this is what Jesus has done. He saved us. He set us free. He made a way for us to experience life and life to the full and the richness, the absolute richness that's found in Christ is found nowhere else. It's found nowhere else. It's not found in mansions, cars. It's not found in big boats, awesome clothes. It's not found in anything but Christ. And this is the thing. This is the good news that we want everyone to know. We want everyone to know the good news. And so, can you imagine if you were a disciple? Imagine if you were a disciple and you just got this revelation. Jesus has died. He's rose again. He's going, get ready, guys. You're going to be my witnesses and you're going to go forth and see the world changed forever. Imagine the anticipation and the stoke and the excitement that they would have had. It's incredible. I feel a little bit like that. I'm getting this fresh excitement, this fresh zeal to go out and just witness the good news of Christ to everyone I come into contact with. But the key is, and this is what Jesus makes very, very clear. He says, you're going to do all this. And he, and he gives them the great commission, go and make disciples of all nations. But he says, before you do this, just wait till you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Wait for that. Wait for that. And this is something that we can think about this week. You know, it's great to have all this stoke and all this excitement to get out there and, and share the, the good news. But there's a, there's a way that God wants it to happen, and it's through the leading of His Holy Spirit. And 
I believe that tonight we're going to get filled with an impartation of the Holy Spirit. And this is something that you do daily. This is something that God gives you access to every single day. So tonight you're going to get pumped. It's going to be significant. It's going to be life-changing. But every day before we go and witness Christ, let's be led by the Holy Spirit. Because He knows where the people are at. He knows when to push, when to pull, when to sit, when to go, when to stop. He knows it. He knows the people. He, God's in no rush. Let me tell you that. God's in no rush. He sees it all from start to finish. Don't feel like, I've got to get them saved now. What does the Bible say? It says, love others. Love me. Love others. And just share the good news, but be led by the Holy Spirit. He's in no rush. So don't ever feel like, oh man, I've got to get this person saved now because you don't know what God's got installed around the corner for that person. But there'll be moments and when you're led by the Spirit, you'll know when to go, when to say, now's your time. Let's say a prayer. They're gonna, you're going to get those times, but be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Okay? So um, why don't we stand? Because that's it. We're, we're going to... Uh, we're about to have a holy encounter. It's going to be a sacred moment in time for us. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Faith to live like Christ for all our days.